What is up, everybody? Welcome back after a week off. It is outside the cage. I'm your co-host Jalen with my boy Eric. How we feeling today? I am, dude. I am happy to be back. I'm not gonna lie. It felt like it felt like longer than a week for some reason. I don't know if it's because we do these super previews, but I miss talking to you, and I'm ecstatic to be back talking some UFC. We've got a lot to get into, and off the rip, just real quick. We'll we'll get into it later, but one out of ten rate the new Drake album. I haven't listened all the way through, but I know you're a big Drizzy guy, so let's hear Un- the one out of ten. Unbiasedly, unbiasedly. All right, so here's, so all right, so it drops. Listen to it through. Um, obviously, you know social media. You see a lot of like both opinions. You see good, you see bad. Um. But then it's kind of hard to differentiate the like, are they just saying bad because they're haters? Are they just saying good because they're Drake lovers, which I am. So obviously I kind of am kind of lean towards biased. Um, but then you kind of start to root out the like actual like truths and stuff. And you try to kind of dig deep into it. Um, did it meet expectations? I would say no. Um is it a great album? Hundred percent. There's some there's some bangers and there's some gems in there. Um, top three. I just actually told someone, um, what would Pluto do? Tried our best and away from home. Um, I saw something that kind of like made me not agree with, but I kind of thought about it. And someone said that it kind of felt like it could have been better, and it felt like it was kind of rushed, and he felt like a chore just to get it done. Um, so I could kind of see that because there's some where I'm just like, ah, but you know me, I'm gonna listen to them all. So if I had to rank it, rate it, I would say eight out of ten. And to me, you know me as a Drake fan, that's low for me. So I would say I would say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. He probably has about about three or four albums that are a ten, no questions asked, and then probably three to five other ones that could be an eight or a nine. And yeah, I'm not, I like Drake. I'm not like a diehard Drake fan, but I can respect him. I feel like he's the LeBron of yeah. the current rap industry. That's kind of how I look at it. Maybe this album was like LeBron making it to the Eastern Conference Finals or and losing in the but Conference it's Finals. Also just like, if you don't like it, don't listen. Like, if you don't like it, don't listen. And also, too, I will say, I will say, I came to, I thought about this and like, I finally like sat down and thought about it. Unless you've dealt, so this album's not really, you can't be in tune with the album and understand what the album's saying if you've never had a crazy female or you've never had your heart broken. So one of the two. So if you, so I've done, I've had both. So I, I, I really like it. It's, it speaks to me. So from that perspective, I can, I can appreciate the album because there's some songs where I'm like, I get what they, I get what he's saying for real. That's good analysis. I like that. Yeah. 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 All right, so on a on an MMA note, you know the reason we have this we have this podcast. I'll start it off with last Saturday's main event: Bobby Green shocking the MMA community, taking out oh my goodness, taking out Grant Dawson in a thirty. I think it was thirty seconds somewhere around there. Knocked him out with a left straight. It was it was filthy. I thought it was a jab live. I thought he. I thought he didn't switch stances, but he actually switched stances in a really slick way and just caught him with that straight left. And 
I'm not gonna lie. I had I had four or five friends staying with me for the weekend, and we had lost our college football bets in the morning, mm. so we were down bad. And I told everyone, I said, "Hey, Bobby Green, for his odds, he was a plus five hundred right before the fight started." I said, "He's a better striker, so if he can stay on the feet, he's gonna piece him up on the feet." So for plus five hundred, I kind of like that. And our whole squad rode. We had one person. Shouts my guy Wood. He put a hundred bucks on Bobby to win, which I was kind of shook about, but he was crazy. He was he was looking to win some money back. And we all put some money on Bobby. So when he got that knockout, my house it was just yeah. loud going nuts. We were jumping around. You know that feeling very well. It's it's a hard feeling to match. So this this fight night has a little spot in history in my MMA fandom career. Shouts Bobby Green. He just keeps he just keeps on impressing when people don't expect him to impress, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then when people do expect him to win, like that one fight he needs to raise to the next notch, he just hasn't been showing up. Yeah. I think, uh, first of all, great performance by Bobby Green, but he's just, yeah, like you said, one of those guys where you can't count him out, but then also if he's a favorite, you kind of just, you never know what you're going to get. But when he's underdog like this and he's plus 500, you kind of just got to lay the number. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, I don't know who you have idea for next for him, but I feel like he's going to turn around quick. You know how he is. Mm-hmm. He didn't take, he didn't, he didn't take one hit. He didn't take no damage. He's for sure going to get in there and turn around super quick. Yeah. Speaking I of that, wish I... that they, let's see. They kind of, obviously, um, you can't really foresee the future, but I would like to see him versus Patty. Wait, that is a way more exciting fight than Tony yeah. versus Patty. Well, yeah. We can get into that in that segment, but yeah, dude. I mean, I think we all kind of feel the same way about Tony versus Patty, but I would, I would have loved to see that fight, and I feel like it would sell more too because Bobby does a yeah. great job talking and building up fights, going back and forth. I had a couple, I had a couple in mind for old Bob. So I saw he posted on social media a response to Hooker, kind of calling Dan Hooker out for de- for a December fight. And Hooker, he's probably a little higher ranked, definitely more um, accomplished in the UFC. But I don't think anyone, any fan says no to wanting to watch that fight because those are two of the best strikers in the lightweight division. Two of two of the best, two of the most fun fighters to watch on the whole roster in a stand up fight, in my opinion. It would be sick to see Bobby's hand hands down style, seeing if he could stay out of the way of Hooker's punches, his long strikes. I'm all over that. Or Moicano, he also called out Bobby Green. That's another matchup I would be very, very interested in. So I'm I'm thinking Hooker, Green, Moicano. Let's make a little triangle out of that. We need two of those guys to fight any of those three. I like that. I like that. Fast forwarding to this week, we have Sodik Yusuf or Essen Barbosa. Good matchup here in Featherweight. Um, good test for, for Sodik. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got so so D got minus one sixty five, Barboza plus one forty. One of those spots here where um is the young guy gonna take the leap? Is the young guy gonna make a statement or also is the young guy not ready? Is the is the the veteran still the tough test? And one of these interesting ones here where you definitely you, you see can take off this is his first big test. Um big I'm a big Edson Barboza fan again, but Again, Sodiq hasn't fought anyone like Barbosa, so this is a big test for here, one of these classic matchups. Um, what do you see here? Who do you like? Dude, so 
I I like Barboza, honestly, just with how good he looked in his last fight against Billy Q. I do think Yosef's probably a little bit better than Billy Q at this point. I think Yosef will probably try to take this to the ground just because Barboza is such an elite striker. I think that's the game plan for just about anybody while fighting Barboza. Yeah. And yeah, we did see Barboza get taken down and held down by Bryce Mitchell, but Yosef is no Bryce Mitchell on the ground. So for the plus money, give me the experience. Give me the vet. Give me one of the best kickers of all time. Give me the guy who probably has the best switch kick of all time. Yeah. It's in Barboza. I'm I want to ride with him. I, I I bet against him last time and I hated myself for it right when I did it. And I'm not gonna make that mistake again. I agree. I kinda like Barboza here too. Um just hard for me. I think when it's like like you said, he's so good. And like I always you know, we always talk about how we try to want to catch like as far from a betting perspective, we kinda wanna catch the veteran on their way out before it's too late where you are unless you're like keep betting on them and they lose. Um, I could this be a, see this being that spot here, but I don't think Sadiq is that dominant yet to where he's going to come in and steamroll on Barboza. So I like Barboza mm-hmm. here. Great, great card as well. Um, some yeah. bangers on the card that I think for a, for a fight night. Um, one fight. We got Jennifer Maya, Vivian Arrao, that's a good one. Edgar Sharias versus Daniel Lasarda, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Real good match. I'm interested here. to see how Yanez, how Adrian Yanez comes back after getting beat up pretty bad by Rob Font. And I feel like that's yeah. one of those fights, especially for the type of fighter that Yanez was. He was a he was a slick striker, boxer, faster than everyone he had fought so far. And Rob Font just totally dismantled him on him on the feet. Like made it look like he was in a different skill level than Yanez. So yeah, that's got to kind of kill your confidence a bit. The first time that that happened in the octagon for him, so I'm excited to see how. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he responds for that. It's going to be interesting to see how his mental game is. Jonathan Martinez is no slouch at all, especially if you're if you're ranked in that division. You've obviously got to be really good. He's yeah. coming off of he's on a four fight wins, five fight win streak. His last two wins against Saeed Nurmagomedov and Cub Swanson, so two respectable wins right there. I kind of I kind of like Martinez in this one. Not going to lie. It's even money just based yeah. off of the trajectories they've been going on. Yeah, it's tough. After Giannis, you don't know how they're ever going to respond. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'd probably lean Martinez there as well. And I'm not going to lie, that's that's not the most... That's not the bantamweight fight on this card I'm the most excited for. We've got Cameron Simon finally not fighting on the first fight of a pay-per-view. I feel like every time he's fought, it's been on a really big pay-per-view, but he's been like the second fight on the early prelims. Yeah. But now we've got him. Is he... Yeah, he's first fight on the main card, or is he the pre... Yeah, first fight on the main card, I think, against Christian Rodriguez, who I've been saying is a good fighter. We saw him yeah, that's handle Raul Rosas out there, and we saw how good Rosas looked in his last fight. And Rodriguez, he was a featherweight before this. He was a good featherweight, so he's really big for that bantamweight really division. That's a real good matchup. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for that. I feel like I feel like C-Rod's game plan is 100% to grapple, to just hold Simon down, to take away that explosiveness, get him tired, and just kind of 
beat him in an ugly kind of boring fight. Whereas Simon, he just, he has fireworks on his fist. He's going to be trying to knock C-Rod out. So classic striker versus grappler right here. And I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Super good. Super good fight there. Super excited. Um, With a week off, you know, we get some news in the UFC, some big things to touch on first um, today. You want to go? What do you want to go first? Down for the 294 stuff. Okay. So this morning, this morning, correct? Yeah. Like, I get Either it last morning. night, this morning, one of the two. Uh, um, Paulo Costa, of course, never out of the news. He posts a picture of him in the hospital. He was at the hospital, right? Or like in bed, whatever. Yeah. yeah there you go. That surgery is- three weeks ago, but he's yeah, just chilling right here. Three weeks ago on his elbow. Um, it's, for any, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look good. You can see the picture look, right here. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Um, he says, I did surgery three weeks ago, 10 seam size. I know how tough I'm, but I know how tough I am. I'm continuously improving and overcoming myself. It doesn't stop me still doing my thing, sparring and everything. I'm so blessed. God gives me exceptional condition and surround me by great peoples. And then he says something about how he's still going to fight. He'll be, um, Palms dot nine times out of ten. Um, yeah, so my first reaction on this is just knowing how Paulo Costa is historically and knowing how Hamza is, my immediate reaction, and I think still my reaction, is this fight does not happen. Yep. We were saying it before any of this ever came out. We yeah, said it yeah, yeah. when the fight first got announced, dude. But, like, why not pull out already? It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And also, if you're not going to pull out, why post it? Yeah, that's facts. Like, why would you want Hamza to know that you're kind of wounded? He doesn't like want to fight. Gazelle. He doesn't want to fight. He He's hoping the UFC sees that and doesn't clear him. And he's also, like, for if he fights and loses, that's his excuse. Like, classic. This is the classic UFC shit that I'd be talking about, bro. And it's it's typical coming from him. Like, it's expected coming from him. Yeah, they're setting the safety net up before they jump off the building. Yep. All that talk, and then this this is what happens. So it kind of, it also kind of just dies down the fight hype. I feel like if it does happen, like ah, like now I mean obviously like Hamza was gonna win. I always thought that you kind of thought Paulo had a chance. Um, mm-hmm. But any like I feel like any like chance you thought he had is just kind of out the window. I just still keep thinking Costa would throw Gilbert Burns around, and. Gilbert Burns gave Hamzat the fight of his life. It was a back and forth war. So I don't know. Just, Obviously, just, Gilbert uh, like styles uh, make uh, fights. Gilbert's cardio is amazing. So that have played that into it. That Gilbert has. That's a very true point because Gilbert had to dig deep in that fight. Hamzat did have him in hell right off the rip. Yeah, that was that was a great fight right there. That was a great fight. That was a great fight. But I don't know, man. I. If Costa does make it to the to fight night, I think he'll be a bigger underdog because of yeah. all this. So I I still plan on laying down some some money on Costa. Better for you. Better for you. Um, <laughs> before we get to the big one, I seen rumors of. Well, okay, so they said Vulcan um, Taporia is kind of basically a done deal. Um, but then also, I seen Usman versus Bilal. 
was in talks and that's kind of what they're targeting. What do you think about that one? I think it's basically confirmed or it's unofficially official mm-hmm. because they've both said that they have fights. And when you just look at the welterweight rankings, I can't put it up on the screen right now, but everybody is booked in the top seven or eight. So they're really the only two that could fight each other. And, and it's a fight that makes perfect sense. Steven Thompson also said that he wanted to fight Kamara Usman originally, yeah, but the UFC said Usman well, already had a plan, which means probably Bilal. And then Thompson ended up fighting Shav, or he ended up getting matched up with Shavkat instead. So I'm excited yeah. for that. And dude, honestly, I'm, I don't know. I was such a huge Usman guy. I kind of had him in that vault, or I 100% had him in that vault category where it just felt like he was too good to be beat. But now he just kind of looks older, less explosive, isn't able to really finish those takedowns as often when he's when he has him clinched up against the cage. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of like Bilal here. Just I'm just not, off the rip I'm so not, far. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know how there's some fights that just are different for me, and I can't control it. I can't control my feelings. I can't control how I feel. Um, when I heard the announcement for this fight, it kind of got me going. I kind of got a little bit of chills. I kind of got I kind of got excited. I got excited. This is the one this past few weeks that I was like, other than probably Yuri and um, Yuri and Pereira, but like this one for real. Like when I heard it, I was like, "Ooh, got some chills." I mean, as as a co-main uh, event, that's a facts, dude. Who would have thought so chills for a Bilal fight? But here we are, man. He's done it. So we'll probably put on Bilal and Bilal and Usman with Volk and Taporia. Yeah. Damn Canada, they're gonna get, they're gonna get right. That you know we talk about it. The last card was the worst pay per view in the last two or three years. Yeah, but they're gonna make it up. I think this one might be in Toronto. I'm not Six sure. Hello. Yep. So maybe Drizzy will be there cage side. Who knows? Did you see? Uh, Tom Brady was at the Apex for this weekend's fights. Yeah, the guy's elite, bro. What he's there for the Aces game. I guess. Dude, I keep seeing WNBA highlights and they're getting better and better. Yeah, they're good. The finals are good. Really good, well-coached teams and good players. How much would you spend on a ticket? Where am I sitting? Um, Like on the top, on the top of the lower level. So good seats, but not like courtside or anything like that. 100 bucks. 100? Yeah, I like the aces for real. I like the aces for the finals. I would, I would, I would. Hey, I did bet on them a couple times. I took the spread after you told me they were like that, and it didn't fail. So I they're guess good. I like the aces too. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, the big news though, the big news of the weekend, <laughs> Connor the Mac McGregor is officially in the USADA pool, um, confirmed by him and also I think by USADA as well. Um, but yeah. It's happening. Um, you know me. I'm always on the he's never going to fight again train until he does. Um, but I'm not going to lie. This one kind of made me like, ah, okay, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he loves the big stages. He loves the big moments. So I think that the UFC 300 thing really is what he wants. So I yeah. think that this is what motivates him. And I think he wants UFC 300 to headline UFC 300. So I'm going to say it out loud. I think... I think he fights at UFC 300 versus Michael Chandler. I think it happens. 
So do the other fighters just use their use common sense and realize even if they're a champ and they fight under McGregor, they're still going to get way more money than they would have as the main event? Because it's going to be weird have, because they have to put other title fights on UFC 300. So if McGregor's the main event, is Volkanovski cool being McGregor's co-main, knowing that he's going to get the best pay-per-view point money he's ever gotten in his career? Yeah, I don't think they... I don't think they care typically. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not in their mind, but I feel like if the money is the same, even better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not the main fight. And I, who cares? To Conor McGregor? For, yeah. I know for a fact, Sugar is all about that. He even says he likes fighting earlier in the night, if anything, because it means he gets to get done earlier. He gets to get done with the media. Yeah. You get to go out and celebrate. Can I throw a wild card out here? Of course. UFC 300. BMF title, Justin Gaethje versus Conor McGregor. I think everyone would like that more than Chandler, even with the tough season. The tough season did not, you know, really add much more hype to the fight. It was more just getting to watch tough and see McGregor. So I'm, I am all on board for that. And you heard Gaethje's comments. He said, I can't lie. It's been a dream of mine to end his career. So Gaethje definitely doesn't say no. Yeah. And so I, I think I think I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility, because I think Chandler likes to be super active, and that's a long time from him from him fighting. But at this point, I kind of feel like Chandler. He's already put all his eggs in this basket, so yeah, you may sure. as well just wait for that big payday if possible. But yeah, say McGregor sure. goes to the UFC and says, "I want to fight Gaethje." I think the UFC says, "Hell yeah, that's going to make more money than Chandler." Yeah, it's tough. Do you think a lot of people are holding out for UFC 300? I feel like right now, I like we talk about it all the time, but I feel like a lot of timing and dates are off. Mm-hmm. Because I heard Sugar talking about the big 300 and sounding like he wants to be on it, but he's probably going to fight in February. So unless yeah. he gets a first-round KO and doesn't have any injuries in camp or in the fight or anything like that, that's not really going to be a big possibility for him. Volkanovski yeah. fighting in January. I mean, Volkanovski is kind of a different breed, so I feel like he could definitely turn around pretty quickly. John Jones yeah. and Stipe will probably be retired, so maybe you do like an Aspinall Sergey vacant heavyweight fight for the belt or something. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I, I agree. I mean, Islam, Islam, they'll be on good timing for it. Him and Charles fighting in yeah. October right now, give him almost half a year to recover. But it is, it's definitely weird. I think Izzy. Izzy will probably be on it. Yeah, it's t- did you, did you you literally can whoever's hell is ready to rock. Give me the ten best stars who wants to fight. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I do think though that people might might hold out, but then at the same time, it's hard because if you get that good fight, that's going to elevate your career. They don't want to waste time because, as we know, you have a very short shelf life yeah. in your prime and in the UFC. Also, also, you look at it like okay, you tell someone like a leon edwards let's say for example who hasn't really um made the money um probably that he should have or that for being a champ um hey do you want to be the third fight on 300 or do you want to headline 299 you know like who that's yeah. that's that's the tough that's the tough part too that's the, the money's gonna have to be laid out but yeah it's really interesting to see all i'll know is we're gonna see 300 it's all that matters to me i'm so excited it feels already. Like- 
when they said like the world's gonna end when it went to 2000 that's how it feels like for ufc 300 like it feels like ufc 300 like it i'm not looking past it at all i haven't even thought about 301 302 i haven't yeah, thought no. about next summer fall or anything in my head in my head it's like it's like a movie and it's ending i like that i like that a lot dude i did a little poll on our instagram um will mcgregor fight again and i think about 80 percent of the people voted yes 20 yeah. percent no it may have even been less than that i think he's Which he's is- a showman bro i think he's a showman and i think that he loves to put on a show and that's 300 his spectacle mm-hmm. And I also think he's sick in the head. Like you look at, I always tell people that aren't big UFC fans that ask like why McGregor would want to fight. I say, I think he's just a sicko. sicko. He loves it. Like look at Ronda. As soon as she got half the money McGregor got, she dipped. She just went to the other side of life. Went and chilled on the beach as most people would. He's one of those ones, bro. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, just sick. Like they just have addicted to competition, addicted to like beating somebody. Like that's mm-hmm. what he is. He can have all the money in the world. He's still he's still a fucking competitive son of a bitch. Yeah. Did you see um John Jones talking about how after he trained with Gordon Ryan, he said he like felt so humiliated and humbled just because how good Gordon Ryan was at grappling. Did you see Gordon Ryan say? He can't wait for to see John Jones like retire, win and retire, basically pretty much. I didn't hear that one. That but... Post. I'm gonna show you right now. I'm reading right now. Damn, dude. I I don't want John to be done, but at the same time, he's he's probably going to be, which sucks. And he is old. His last fight, we were saying he was old. Didn't get any younger between this one. I think people kind of aren't implicating it as much because Stepe was so young. You got it. Another few days of work with my man, John Jones. I'm looking forward to watching him put on a show for the fans and get ready to, to soon leave the sport on top on his terms and unbeaten. What an honor to be a part of his camp. Mm. Dang. You think John's going to go for a sub if he's doing all this work with Gordon Ryan? Or could he be playing 3D chess, make Stipe prepare for that, and then he just goes out and kickboxes? I don't know. I think I just think I think he's better everywhere. So I don't think really like I think he's literally yeah. better everywhere. Yeah, if Stipe was what five years younger, what chance does Stipe have? Like, what's I mean, Stipe's just, path to victory? I think just putting his hands on him. We still didn't see John get hit by a heavyweight. Gone never hit him. I should so, know. I think it would just be standing in the pocket, catching him on the chin. If Stipe was younger, I would feel like this fight is about close to even. I don't know, but it's hard. But I definitely think John's going to win. I I wish Stipe would have fought a little bit sooner because he hasn't fought since Francis knocked him out, which is pretty wild. Um, Speaking of Francis, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, that's been sneaking up. I'm not really excited. I was, that. I was waiting to. I was waiting to like get in bed and watch that video you sent me and like get comfortable and watch it. I was gonna watch it tonight. Dude, I I can put it on here. I just need to um, I need to get it real quick. I'll put it on at the end of the episode. But man, I think I think Fury is one of the best promoters of all time as a fighter, like a notch below McGregor. When I watched his Netflix thing. That, that dude is just always in promotion mode, and you can see that he sees the fight game for what it is. He knows what he has to do to yeah. make the most money. And I don't even think it's really going to be a competitive fight at all. I think 
Yeah, no. I don't know. I was trying to think of a good sports analogy for it, and I couldn't to, you know, like, make it make sense for someone who's not really into it. But this is all Fury's done his whole life, is learn how to use that right hand and that left hand and make the right hand and the left hand not be able to hit him. A hot take, too, not to, not to like, just change the subject, but Connor gave Floyd some fits. That's... I hear that, but then I also hear Floyd just drag him Floyd along to make fit, a better show. Huh? I, I hear that, but I also hear Connor or Floyd just kind of made it look closer to like make it more legendary. Bro, but you I, can't I you can't play around like I don't care who you are and who you're dealing with, like Connor McGregor still left hand can still hurt people. You don't play around with that shit. That's facts. That's facts. Like it's I easy think- to say, yes, but you don't play around with that shit. But I also think Connor is such a he's so much more technical than but, Francis. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't compare because um Connor's a better boxer than Francis. And there was a noticeably size and just naturally a size difference between Floyd and Connor. Um there's not really a size difference here, like a yep. power. So like I think I mean obviously Francis has power, but yeah, it's just a bad matchup for Francis. And if we hadn't seen Fury already fight Deontay Wilder, which is basically the Francis of boxing, if not more powerful, if you watch his highlights, he literally looks like he murders people in some of them. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't really see what Francis has to bring to the table here at all. Maybe some body shots. And that's not that's not a knock on Francis because if this was MMA – I would say I would be saying the same exact thing, but in the opposite direction. There's no chance for Tyson. So it's just yeah. two different sports, and they're both really good at one of them. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see, gonna be interesting to see, obviously. Um, yeah, good. I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm not I'm not I'm not hating on it. I don't I don't hate on the. I'm not a hater on the UFC guys going to boxing. Um, I would like to see which I think we will never see is like, I guess you can say Connor, but he fought, he fought the best boxer of all time. I want to see someone yeah. in their prime, someone in their prime go. I mean, sugar was talking about wanting to fight tank. He tested the waters on that. Nothing really came back. I think sugar even said he has to do a little more tank has to do a little more to really get it to that Connor Floyd level. Cause yeah, Connor I don't think the Floyd boxing was- community knows sugar as much as they knew conor mcgregor yeah hundred not yet at least i think they should i don't think the ufc only communities is like being on tank being a star is like boxing is him being a star and the ufc saw what happened to conor after that fight and yes conor still made the ufc a bunch of money but say he just stayed in mma all the way from now until, or from then until now, he would have probably made the UFC almost double yeah. as much as he had in that time. But like, I wish I could have seen like a, I don't know, like a Izzy in his prime a year or two ago versus like a Canelo. Mm, yeah, just something, yeah, something like that would have been sick. Usman tried to do it. Remember, he was calling out Canelo. Yeah, but he's not a boxer. Ah, jab. But yeah, yeah, he's not. I think, yeah, yeah. I I love the, I love the spectacle fights. Did you see in Bellator three hundred in typical Bellator fashion? They just had the most terrible luck. I think they were supposed to have three or four title fights on it, and two of the 
fights had fighters miss weight, so they couldn't yeah. even make it for the title. And then Chris Cyborg, she beat up Misha Tate pretty good. Usman Nurmagomedov looked amazing again. He really might be the second best lightweight in the world right now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a big. I'm not a huge Dagestani fan. Like I respect them. I'm a fan, but I'm not like a. I'm not biased towards them or anything like that. But he really might be. Yeah, like, he's up there I mean, with Islam. I mean, I think of him and Charles fight today. Usman Charles is maybe Charles is the favorite, but not by much. Um, I'd probably bet on Usman if Usman's plus yeah, I think, against Charles. I think Usman beats Chandler. I think Usman beats Gaethje. Um, yeah, he's Dustin. definitely. Yeah. So what is his plan when Bellator is done? Dude, I don't know. I mean, he's only 25 years old, so he's probably he's technically not even in his prime yet, which is really scary to think about because I I think they're gonna go for the Dagestani triple triple reign, like. Um, Islam and Usman are going to do the same thing that Khabib and Islam did, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which would be nuts. But, I mean, I don't see why not. Just, like, with the way they work and yeah. the discipline that they have. Definitely. I, Dude, I've got to also admit, I think lightweight has passed up bantamweight again for me. Just recently, every sense. week, you see a lightweight, and you're like, man, that guy is dope. Even... um. Benoit Saint Denis, he's the only French person. I like that dude a lot. That I like a like, lot, bro. I feel like they're just all old for me, so it's like ah. But like bantamweight's a lot of young guys, so I can get on with the board with it. But like, you can't tell me lightweight's top five, seven hasn't been the same for the last five years. Yeah, it's about to change, bro. Benoit's gonna be up there. Diego Lopes, he's gonna be up there. I saw this one thing. It was uh, it was Diego Lopes versus Usman Nurmagomedov in like five years. Is going to be Islam Charles part two because Lopes hmm, is a yeah, shoot box guy. Yeah, bro, how crazy is it that Lopes went from he was a short notice like last call replacement for his debut right against um a heavy favorite, and now yeah, he's well, fighting uh, the third. He's on the third fight of a pay per view. Yeah, but I forgot who it was, but yeah, yeah, I can't, man, it was a. It was like a heavy, like a guy that was very hyped up, like in a lot of people's like future champ predictions and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I need to get this video. Let's see. Um. Yeah, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter. They were kind of saying the UFC needs to step up their promotion game, like as the promote fight skirt in general. But yeah. just after seeing this boxing video, it was. All right, let's see. Should be airdropping it to my phone right now. That's how Rogan does it when he just airdrops it to Jamie real quick. What'd you think of the uh of Sugar and Tim going on Rogan? Thought it was good. Um, you know, obviously like I'm always gonna listen to what they have to say. I like hearing from Tim. Um, but yeah, I think it's so long. Um but I just think I think he's a good I think Sean's really like a good talker. Um, but I think he says it all the time too. Is like he's not really big on like the like, like he does not doesn't do good in press conference and stuff like that. So I think he kind of gets nervous yeah. and like overthinks stuff. But um, and again, like we said last time, like he doesn't really like fighting and talk about fighting. So it's like hard. Like Joe, think I feel like Joe thinks he like wants to talk all about fighting and they don't really want to talk about fighting. So yes, um, dude, yeah, that was that's been my main takeaway. I feel like they would have had such a better pod talking about stuff that Joe talks about with. A lot of his other debt, a lot of his other yeah. guests, because you hear Sugar talk about that stuff all the time. But yeah. I think Joe 
probably assumes that Sugar wants to talk yeah. about fighting, obviously. All right, this video, we almost got this promo. Man, tell me your thoughts on the Cowboys. Is it just another year of the same thing? Mm, I'm trying not to overreact because it's just Monday. Um, obviously, there was some overreaction last night and today. Um, but I don't think, like for me, it doesn't change because I said we're going to probably lose to the Niners in the playoffs anyway from the beginning of the year. Like I think like that's the only thing that could beat us in the NFC, probably them in Philly. Um, but I mean, it, it's not a shock to me because the Niners do that to us every single time. Mm. So, like, I don't really – it just kind of cements what I already knew, that we're going to go to the playoffs and probably maybe win one, if not lose the next one. But we're not going to beat the Niners or I don't think we beat the Eagles either in a playoff game. So, yeah, it's whatever. You still wouldn't – I think I asked you this. You still wouldn't trade Micah Parsons for Caleb Williams? No. Oh, you don't trade like – that- you don't trade someone you know in their prime. Like Micah, we know Micah is one of the best defensive players in the league, if not the best. Possibly going to be one of the best defensive players of all time, period. So you see that every single day and you know that. You already know what Micah is as a pro. You don't trade that for someone who could be. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like just the quarterback position, man, we've seen like the Cowboys have about as good of a roster as you could possibly have. Give me Shadur. Shadur in the second? Give me Shadur. Or you think Shadur goes in the first at this point? Or you think the hype kind of... He's going to come out next year, not this year. You think? Yeah, because I guess he's probably going to make more money at Colorado through NIL and YouTube and social media. He wants to run it back with Travis Hunter. Dude, I was I was so sad in the USC-Colorado game that Travis wasn't playing. And then um, USC's best or not their best player but their most electric guy he's a freshman Zachariah Branch he wasn't playing either speculations have it that he is out for grades right now mm. which I, I mean dude that's stupid like he's not there to play school he's going to the league they should just have I feel like me and my guy Bustos were talking about this if you're a big time program your best 10 players that aren't bro, good bro. at academics should have someone do all their schoolwork for them bro, because they're that, going to the league. That's that's they do. So the fact that he doesn't have bad grades, he's not, he's doing something because you do like you can't like, bro, my brother was going to Sacramento state as a freaking long snapper. <laughs> and they basically said like, bro, if you show up, you're going to pass. Sheesh. And that's, yeah, that's true. And that's like, a bro, small scale one. It's hard to fail. Like you're t- he got to be doing something crazy for him not to be passing. <laughs> he'd have to be yeah he'd have to be like purposely not like you'd yeah. have to be trying to not pass yeah, yeah okay okay and what about damian lillard going to the milwaukee bucks drew holiday to the celtics shaking up the eastern conference dame is out of the west i like it i like it for the bucks i think the bucks are really good um until it until it's proven that it works i don't think this getting somebody for a year and again it's not just for a year i think dame's there for a while but just the first year i don't think it works the first year um i just history tells us it doesn't work it didn't work in miami um it didn't work in brooklyn twice it didn't work in brooklyn (laughs) um the last thing it worked for honestly was boston uh yeah they did win the first year with the big three celtics huh and yeah. I guess Golden State doesn't really count because they had they would have won without KD. And Golden State had the same core. Yeah. 
it was it was and going to a different franchise a different that's different culture there um so yeah but that's i guess you can say it worked in golden state um but i think that's why i think teams just like denver benefit man just from being together for so long and establishing a culture establishing a style of play establishing relationship i think that i think that matters um yeah i just think that a lot of these guys they just it's different like i don't know i like book i like kd i like brad beal but i just don't see that working either i don't see anybody there that's like I mean, maybe, I think Bradley, I mean, I don't know. It's unfair to say because Booker went to the finals, but I, I like KD. I like KD a lot. I he get what you're saying nothing. completely. He hasn't done nothing without 30, but, you know. Dude, K, you know KD wants another one so bad. He acts like he doesn't care. but no, that, he, I don't think he cared until Steph got one without him. True, because Steph did it the, was it the year, like the year he was healthy after they left, right? Yeah. Man, Steph that was a big so... one. That was a big one. That was a big one, bro. That was the. I feel like that was the most impressive Warriors run. Yeah, for sure. Because it was just after, like people were saying it was the end, and you know how that quick eras. That one was just hard, bro. We were hanging on for dear life, like like being healthy. Like we were like so close to just like if we'd have played two more games, we would have been hurt. Like it was just like, it was hard, bro. It was a grind. It was a grind. Yeah. We yeah, I mean Jordan Poole. I know, I know y'all don't like him anymore, but he was he played out of his mind that year. Yeah, he did. But yeah. the stupid shots were just falling. Maybe it was that because I was looking at the clips, bro. He's shooting from the logo with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah, in a close game, he's just doing stupid shit, but it was falling. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like Wiggins, Wiggins, like no better spot for him than going to Golden State. Yeah, was revived his basketball career so much. People forget that he was projected to be the next LeBron or just like the next really good player in this league. Yeah, just nuts to think about now. All right, let's see. I think I almost have this promo ready to rock. Let's see. Hopefully, it's good quality and stuff. Videos ad. I forgot about Beal to the um, Suns. To the Suns, honestly, until you said it, yeah. I I don't, yeah, I don't really get that because like books, it's uh, and where did CP three go? The Warriors. That's gonna be so weird seeing Steph and CP three on the floor together on the same team. We're here. Did they play in preseason yet? Yeah, together. They look good. I saw that they played against LA, but I didn't see how the game went. All right, we got this video uploading right now. Did the Phillies beat the Braves today? Braves came back. Ah, uh, dude, I, it would be funny if the Phillies beat him again. I know. Remember last year when we were in San Diego for the Padres NLCS? Like, I was like, wow, this is actually a good sports town. The Chargers yeah, shouldn't have left. Lit. They're lit. Yeah. All UFC right. I got. Hmm. So UFC in San Diego was lit. Yeah, dude. Bellator 300 was at the Pachanga, the same arena oh, that yeah. we went to. Yeah. We gotta get down there. I think we gotta get down there like around this time of year again because remember how good we like how cheap we got that place for. Yeah. It was like a borderline, not a mansion, but it was like a really big house right on the beach and hot tub on the balcony. That was a nice house. 
<laughs> I forgot I forgot about the TV that we just left out there in the rain. Still have it right here in my bed. <laughs> works? Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's elite. That thing was elite made quality. to be outdoors. Elite quality for real. Yeah. I got myself a I got myself a second TV also for the football Sundays, football Saturdays. It's really a necessity. Levels yeah. you up. Yeah. All right. So it. now we got this we got this Francis Ngannou Tyson Fury promo video. Hopefully it's good quality because it's dope. Like, why can't the UFC just make videos like that? Like, where they work together on them? Yeah, that's good. Oh, I, that got, like, I wasn't even hyped for the fight, but that got me hyped for it. And just yeah. so smart with the fact that they're heavyweights and they're, like, breaking through everything and the music's catchy. That's it kind of gave, gave the vibes of those, like, really high-budget commercials they would have with, like, NBA or NFL players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, those ones that stick in your memory. So, yeah, man, I'm. Yeah, that's about all I got. We've been all going got. for 47 minutes. All right, then hey. we'll be back. Been a week, man. We had a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Facts. And next week is next week's UFC or two weeks. No, so Saturday is fight night, and then the next weekend will be. So we'll have a preview in two weeks. All right, so two episodes for y'all next week. We'll make up for it. Not we'll next back week. On your <laughs> Not next week. Two the week weeks. after next week. We'll have two <laughs> yeah, episodes for y'all. <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to go watch my Dodgers lose. All right. We're out, everybody. Thank you. Doses.